What's good, what's good, babies? From the Supreme Court to the Bronx to L.A., you are now listening to Loose Accents, an immigrant podcast for the press and unbothered. Loose Accents brings to light our immigrant stories from the East to the West Coast, black and brown, porque aquí lo soltamos todo. We are here to celebrate the looseness of our tongues, our identities, and the love we have for our community, no matter where we are in the world. Today, we are humbled and shook to our core to bring you Translatina Queen herself, una mujerona who is changing the game with her uplifting, activismo, badassery, y pura jotería. Jotería. Ella viene con todo. Estamos super down and ready to teach all the BBs. Season 2 keeps giving you all you've been waiting for. The conversation is sure to be one of your faves. I am Dangeli. And I am Andakibe and baby, baby, before we get to that incredible Listen. conversation, we got some shit to talk about. First of all, <sighs> I'm tired of this country. <laughs> well, I did say from the Supreme Court. So let's talk about this country, baby. I mean, the or arguments for uh, DACA or the rescinding of DACA um, just went up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're recording this what two days? One two day? days, yeah. After um, after the Supreme Court heard the oral argument, a mess. And I got to tell you, I did read all 102 pages wow. of the transcript today. I sat there for two hours um, analyzing each argument. Oh no! And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Well, we're from two different angles. So you sat down, you read the whole thing because you are a legal professional by training. Here you, you know, are. You know. <laughs> uh, and here I am, organizer as hell, uh, going out and marching with all the babies on the national walkout of action conducted by many community organizations who told and asked community organizations, high school students, college students to march out and support a DACA. And so I was out there on the street, baby. And let's just say I'm old. Aw, <laughs> you saw all the little babies. Yeah. I, here I am, 30 <laughs> years old, and I'm in the street seeing these like 15, 16, 17-year-old kids marching, screaming, at the top of their lungs for something that they so, so, like, incredibly believe in. And it was so amazing to see them just say, like, nah, like, we are here to to put an end to this. It always gives me so much hope, though, to yeah. see young people come out, um, especially because I feel like that was me at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That was just, like, what, two days ago? Shut up. <laughs> and they just, you know, they come out with so much hope. Yeah. Um, and so much energy and, and they truly want to fight for um, for the rights of themselves and also their parents and their communities. Yeah. Um, and they come up with everything they have. Right. And here we are in our nine to five um, supporting them and watching them from afar, in my case, right. <laughs> while I'm at work. Um, and it just really reminds me of how I started. Um, and I remember what it was like to not have DACA around like I was in college um and DACA came out like in my third year I think I applied in my third year but I um but it came out around my second year of college um and I remember the excitement but I also remember the the sadness and and the I don't know the hopelessness of not having DACA around so I kind of like see um I see their 
I see their passion. Um, and it also hurts my heart to know that, you know, they, they're basically rallying because they, you know, there's a possibility that it's going to be taken away from them. Right. And, and, you know, I think, so the idea, right. 2012 was when that guy was, um, Mm -hmm. passed and there was like a big press conference to talk about like that guy and, 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 and all that it really worked itself out to be. And it became an incredible lifeline for so many young folks, a generation, if you will. An entire generation. An entire generation of young folks who were able to really, you know, take advantage of everything that they had worked um, for. And at the same time, it left so many people out of the picture. So many um, undocumented students, family members, moms, dads, tias, tios who were not able to get any kind of an assistance or support. I mean, I still remember the heartbreak of DAPA. Oh, I God. remember sitting down right. um, and watching the announcement like in a classroom in college with all yeah. my undocumented peers and, and our allies. And, and then like a few months later when it was blocked right. and the heartbreak of, of parents and entire families and family dynamics just completely like um, right. break down. Right. Right. Um, and then seeing that like, is happening again mm-hmm. almost right um it's just so heartbreaking but also it's like seeing seeing understanding um you know or navigating being undocumented before daca also allows me to see that like you're gonna be okay right like you know cry um rally protest um community organize and and yeah. you know seek community in this pain but also you know, there's there's an aftermath, you know, no matter what happens. And, I, you know, the interesting thing is that so in 2012, like when when it came out, I remember I was like at my worst. That was on my lowest point uh, in my life, if you will. And and I had what I'd like to call uh, a breakdown in 2012 was when uh, my family was going through really difficult financial um, troubles. My brother was going through deportation proceedings. And then here's this sort of lifeline, if you will, that. I, you know, I had an opportunity to to access and I just felt like a huge um, sense of guilt and anger and frustration. But at the same time, I was like, wait, I've navigated this world for decades being undocumented. Fast forward four years later, 2016, you know, we have a completely new presidency. We have a completely new administration. DACA was the first thing that they were going to go after. And they did. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, having a very clear, like, mind conversation with myself saying, I'm going to be undocumented yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> and that's actually where the name Undocubate came for for me. It was, like, undocumented before and after the election. And the election meaning 2016. Because then there was this moment where people were saying, we're going to go back to the shadows. And what does this mean for me? Oh, my God. Like, my life is going to be taken out from under me. And I was like, wait, I had life before this. We all did. But it's still really scary, right? It's still really stressful, anxious. I think it hurts me even more because I know there's, like, there's like a big uh, wave of, of high school students that are graduating. Yeah. And, they're, and they're graduating with DACA. So for them, like DACA is a pathway to all the things that they want, right? Yeah. Or that that's that's how they see it anyway. So it does break my heart, but at the same time, you know, community is there. Yes. Um, especially because um, you know, quote unquote the dreamers movement has 
dominated uh, mainstream media. So even if DACA is rescinded, there are going to be opportunities there, if, if not more than there would have been before DACA, right? Right. Um, so this is a time to organize, a time exactly. to seek community. Exactly. Um, and also to find joy, you know, like... Sometimes it's okay to turn off the news for an entire week and find joy with your friends, with your community. Go dancing, go drink, go mm-hmm. celebrate, go go laugh, um, go hiking. Um, for those folks in New York, go to poetry events since it's snowing. So it's going to be snowing <laughs> soon and it's 20 degree weather. That's what you do. Um, you know, um, but, you know, just I just want to say to like all the Undaki babies that are out there, um, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, it might not feel like it's okay now, but. You will survive this. There is an aftermath to this. Yeah. I, I, I think the same thing. If I can say anything to uh, my undocu babies or like undocumented folks that have been rallying on this is understand that you are incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. that your life force is so much bigger than this one policy, this one memorandum that cannot hold you back. Understand that your family, your brilliance, your ancestry, your talent are beyond what this life or what this time period has for you. Um, I am extremely proud of you. I'm, I'm so grateful to see you um, walk into the streets to chant, to march, to organize, to bring your parents along. Like It was so beautiful, D'Angeli, to, to be out there. Now is a 30-year-old somebody and watching hundreds, literally hundreds. There, there must have been 500, 600 young activists that left school, got on buses, organized their friends to go out and march and protest. Whether they had DACA or they couldn't or they were undocumented or not, black, brown, all kinds of folks were there. Queer, like th- what I loved was seeing all the queer babies lead. Because <laughs> I could tell, I was like, girl, yes, you better get that flag. And they were out there marching and screaming and organizing. The adults could not even lift a feather to the organizing that these young folks could do. And it was just so amazing to see it from this side, watching them just manifest. And also a reminder that young people made this happen in the first place. Yep. And if you were able to make this happen at a time where the immigration movement was being neglected by an, a, an administration that was quote unquote, very progressive. progressive. Imagine what you can right. do after this administration or during this administration to support your community. Yep. You know, there's only going up from here. Yep. Everything is possible. And so continue to, to, to grab onto one another, continue to march, continue to protest, continue to educate yourself. And more importantly, to organize Organize with your folks, organize with your parents, with your coworkers, with the, your the folks you go to school with and, and, and ask, demand, make space. One of the things that I always say in my keynote speeches is make space for the dreams that you are willing to make happen now. Just open up. And I, I'm so proud of, of you all. I'm so proud of this movement. And we're going to we're going to, you know, follow the news. We're going to follow this. Supreme Court case, we're going to continue to read 100 and something pages of of written and spoken testimony, but we are going to support, we're going to organize, and palante, gente. This is not the end of this movement, that's for sure. So, Uh-oh, she has is that it time? face. Is it time? 
Is it time to introduce? Uh, sorry, I just needed to get that off my chest. Is it time? Yes, it absolutely is time because listen, we have, oh my God, we have such an incredible guest with us today and, and I actually want her to, to also add to the conversation that we just had because it's it's so threaded together with the fight for social, economic, criminal justice um, of all of our movements, but Y'all, I have the distinct pleasure, um, tengo el grandísimo placer to introduce one of my biggest role models of all things activismo, the true meaning of resistance, and more than anything, human kindness. Uh, es un honor grandísimo tener una de mis paisanas, jalisciense de Guadalajara, tapatía y bien jota. Ugh. <laughs> Jota, Jotex, Jotes, lo que le quieren decir. La más grande of the super down trans activista, Bambi Salcedo. Welcome to our show, baby. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you today, Bambi? I am blessed. Um, first, let me just say muchísimas gracias uh, for the opportunity to to be here and have a conversation with you and obviously you know shout out to the audience right yeah the audience are you know the beautiful and amazing people who you know who make all this happen yes um so so yeah thank you so much for the opportunity um i'm blessed and privileged to be alive you know mm. as a 50 year old trans latina mujer emigrante indocumentada um, I'm just blessed that I get to be here in this moment with all of you. What was your 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 thoughts, uh, Bambi, of the conversation that then Jelly and I just just had about that guy? And what what was your perception of that? What did you see? What did you feel? And 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 what just is happening in the national consciousness? Um. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, it's it, it really is unfortunate, right? That we have to experience these times and then we have yeah. to put our young beautiful and amazing young people through this bullshit to say yeah. the least right um but you know having said that i think it's also important that um i know you mentioned 2012 right that was when <laughs> it actually happened yeah right but i think it's also important to recognize that the scandalo and the movement yeah. and you know last you know, shutting it down and all of that, like, yeah. happened even way before that. Yeah, years know? before yeah, that. Exactly, you know? And so, um, and I think it's also important to recognize that it was really young queer, you know, folk who actually were radical like that into making sure, like, no, we're not taking this shit yeah. and we're going to shut it down, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, but I'm, not many people know that, mm -hmm. you know? And so... So I think it's important that we obviously acknowledge and, you know, and honor, you know, our young, beautiful people who, who I, you know, I've known since they were young and, <laughs> you know, shutting it down then. And they're now, you know, doing their careers and all of those things that the amazing things that they're doing. Um, and so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just privileged that I get to live. And, and be part of these historic moments of our different movements, right? Because yeah. all of us, you know, live in intersections, right? Mm -hmm. 
you know, I always say that I am in, an intersection who is walking, right? Mm. Yeah. And so, like, our people are the ones who have been organizing and mobilizing and shutting it down, you know, even before 2012 and even before, you know, 20, 2006 when it was this massive marches, mm. right? Yeah. Like right. We've yeah. been, yeah, I mean, we've been doing it for a long time. I know that I've been wow. doing this for at least, you know, for sure of 22 years. Yeah. You know, so. D'Angela, did you hear that? 22 years, baby. 22. You know what? When <laughs> when uh, you said 2006, Bambi, I remember that was the first March that I ever attended. It was in New York. Yeah. I was 11 years old. I was with my family. Um, it was the first rally, the first protest that I ever went with my mom and my aunts. And everyone came out. It, it, it was, you know, my mom. And I, I was having a conversation with my mom about this recently. My mom actually organized um, her restaurant, um, mm. all the restaurant workers to come out. Um, she was a, a waitress at, at, at the time. And she organized all the, and they're like, they can't fire us if we all go. Um, so she organized all the other like employees wow. and they went and they went down to the march. And I remember because there was a chant <laughs> that was like, arriba, abajo, la migra pal carajo. And <laughs> that's the first chant that I ever learned. I love that. Um, and my mom was like, what are we doing? But then she like kept saying it as well. Um, and I remember that was the first immigration march. And I at the time, I didn't know what it actually meant to be undocumented. I knew that I was. But I didn't really understand what that what that like everything that that came with. Right. That label. Um, so you just took me back. Um, right. And it's a reminder that this has been going on going on for years, you know. Yeah. And, and but yeah, then again, you know, like it didn't happen in 2006 when it was like this massive marches all around the country. <laughs> it had, had been you know, it's happened even before that, you know, and I mean, there has always you know, in some ways, shape or form, been marginalization against our community, trying to, you know, just, you know, institute policies, right? Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure if, you know, at least here in California, for instance, in Arizona and Texas and all of those states, right? Um, I mean, Georgia, even like the South, right? Like those things are happening right now, but have happened before that right. too. Um, and just, you know, to give you an example, um, you know, in um, back in the 90s, I think it was like 96, 97, um, you know, it was Prop 187. Yeah, right? we just celebrated, what, 25, 25 years, years of that. You know? Yeah, And so, like, I lived that, right. you know, as an undocumented person. In fact, I was in prison when all of that wow. was happening, you know. Um, I was one of those individuals who... Because Pete Wilson, who was the governor at that time in California, um, you know, also instituted that prisoners could not have long hair or mm. the cholos could not have like their beers, mustache, or mustache, like we couldn't have long, long nails. Um, and I refused to cut my hair because I was, you know, as a trans woman, right? Like that's part of my identity. Mm -hmm. you're, right. you're taking that shit from me. And, um, you know, and I, I spent about... Um, at least six months refusing to cut my hair uh, in solitary confinement because of that. You know, they put you in solitary confinement. Yeah, because you get like um, you get punished basically right. for not complying, and all of your like good time gets taken away, and all of that stuff. You know, so right. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good a good kind of segue because 
like you already going in teaching us and going into your wisdom. So for the folks, for the babies of this generation, like baby 15, 16, 17 year olds who are listening to the show. Let's feed the children. Let's feed the children. <laughs> um, tell us, Bambi, uh, for those folks who have, for whatever reason, not known about you, who you be. Who I be? Um, you know, I, just to simplify, I am a servant to the people. You know, I am a very privileged trans mujer, Latina, again, immigrante, indocumentada, who who really has, you know, overcome and overturned many challenges into opportunities. You know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, I mean, ya lo dijiste, right? Like, I was born, born in Guadalajara, you know, came here when I was 16. You know, L.A., you know, is home now. Um, but through all of that process, you know, I've had to experience, you know, um, child sexual abuse, you know, I started doing sex work at a very young age, mm -hmm. you know, I had, I have experienced sexual abuse, beatings, overdose, I mean, I had guns pointed into my head, I, you know, I, um, I've been dragged out of cars, beaten up, chased out of neighborhoods. Um, yeah, I spent about 14 years of my life in prison, you know, um, and homelessness, all of that. I, I, I mean, I think everything that you can possibly think of, I think I've, I've survived it and overcome it, you know, and so... That in itself is a privilege, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and because I do have a privilege, I I have uh, been able to to take as a responsibility to do something also for my people, right? Mm -hmm. Because you could you could just have switched it and turned it the other way and said, like, "Fuck you! I hate you! I can't believe this happened! Why did you do this? Why did the system allow this to happen? You incarcerated me! Like all of these different things." So what is there been a thing, a moment, uh, a situation where it just f switched for you, where you said that's I'm going to be a servidora del pueblo like I'm going to be a server. Is there something? I think uh, <clears throat> a couple of things happened. OK, right. Um, because I had the privilege to reform my life. Right. And then get into, uh, you know, into a treatment center. Right, mm -hmm. that gave me another opportunity to look at my life differently, um, and because I I had that opportunity, and my mind wasn't foggy anymore, right? Like I could see things with clarity, um, and because I had a job at a social service, social justice organization, mm -hmm. doing HIV prevention, passing out condoms to my sisters who I stood up in a corner with before. Right. Right? Um, and I was seeing my privilege, right, that I had a job, I had a place to stay, but my sister was still going through the same bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that was a thing that I thought it was uh, my responsibility to do something, right? Mm -hmm. um, but also, um, one of the things that really 
um, I guess, shaped my life um, was the murder of Gwen Araujo. And I don't know if you, any of you know who Gwen Araujo Teach the children, baby. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so Gwen Araujo was a young, trans, uh, beautiful Latina woman um, who was brutally murdered in um, Newark, California, so up north by the bay. Hmm. And this happened in 2002. And so Gwen was beaten up and buried alive. And she was 17. Mm. And um, so around that time, um, they, you know, they got the man who, you know, committed this crime. Um, but the, the people uh, who were part of their defense, they... Um, use the transpanic attack which is a strategy to that people was using to say I freaked out and I killed this person because I found out that you know this person wasn't really a woman they deceived me exactly, whatever that they were deceivers uh-huh. and so that was the case of uh, Gwen Araujo and so we obviously saw the injustice and to me uh, it, it it really shook me to my core mm-hmm. right um And so I said, fuck this shit, right? And um, and I was, you know, I started to, like, basically not, um, and in some ways, not giving a fuck. Oh, sorry. It's not, okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not really, yeah, caring about, um, you know, anything else because I, I at that moment, I, I sort of, like, saw that our lives are always on the line mm-hmm. right and so for me it was like my life is on the line already and then being that i have already if everything that i have gone through didn't kill me like any of this is not gonna kill me right right and so um and that's how i started to like organizing in that way um but i think also in some ways um the murder of Juan Araujo like really transformed and shaped the trans movement because um, you know um, I think the trans community started like organizing in yeah. a different way too um, right. in the early 2000s right and um, I was you know and, and sort of reading uh, stuff about you because like I literally I can just go and, and, and google your name and then tons of stuff comes up so I don't even know where to begin, but, um, you know, in the in the 2000s, that's also 2009 is when Translatina, Translatino uh, Coalition came about. So I, I'm wondering if we could, you know, touch upon that as also a transition in, in your organizing world of doing not just sex activism and going out and talking to the girls, like you say, in the corner, but then also being able to do education, organizing, and then also becoming one of the leaders with among other mujeres, um, other you know trans mujeres who were doing this kind of work. So, how did that come about? Um, so, I think you know, for me, um, I have been involved in multiple movements mm-hmm. and multiple movements, um, you know, in um, movements that have obviously impacted my life directly but also that have impacted my community directly. Um, 
And so, you know, in, in back in 2009, and even before that, right, there were two particular organizations that were translated, um, two national translate organizations um, that were doing great work, but they were not addressing the specific needs and issues of trans-Latina immigrants mm. at that time. And so everything started with a conversation, you know? We actually, on 2009, in January 2009, there was a uh, statewide conference here in Los Angeles that I was a part of uh, the organizing committee. And so I requested a room for us to have a meeting. So I created a flyer and I invited people from the, who participated in the, uh, in the conference who were trans and Latinas to come and, you know, just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how we started like to organizing, you know, specifically around trans Latina immigrant issues. Um, and then um, the same year, in 2009, I was invited to be a keynote speaker at a national conference. And part of the, my package deal, if you will, I was that I requested a, a room uh, for us to have a meeting, and I did the same process. I created a flyer, and I invited the girls from different places, and let's have a meeting, let's talk, and that's how we started organizing. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, and that's, you know, we've evolved since then. And today, um, where where is the organization? What kind of work does the organization do? So, I mean, we do both policy and, you know, policy inf change or influencing policy. But we also do um, direct service provision or direct services. We provide services to trans people specifically here in Los Angeles. Um, so we do both. Um, you know, we initially when we started, we were like, you know, a radical rascal, right? You know, como dicen, poquito rascuache, sí, like, de, de todo, de todo, así, you know, a ver quién nos da, y, you know, hacíamos what we get, what we get, right? It. Whatever, you know, and yeah, así hacemos el trabajo. Um, but then, um, you know, what we were seeing is that, um, the people that we were trying to organizing or that we were organizing. Um, across the nation that they were not having their basic needs met. Right. And in other words, you know, like housing and food and, you know, just the basic things. Um, and so our national group came together and decided that in order for us to do something about that, that we also needed to move into doing service provision. Mm. And that's how the Center for Violence Prevention and Transgender Wellness came to be. Um, and we got our first grant in 2016 january 2016 that's when we got our first grant we had a little desk um and we hired a case manager to do re-entry services mm -hmm. supporting specifically trans women who were getting released from immigration detention and then um three years forward we have built a center that has a dropping space. We give lunch every day. We have legal services. We have an anti-violence project. We have a reentry project. Um, we we have a policy department. We uh, have a youth a leadership development program that is called this uh, the Soul Program or Seats of Liberation. Mm. I mean, 
We, we're doing a lot of stuff. De todo. De todo poquito, para que se les quite. <laughs> like, I, I was just the other day, like, you know, I wake up in the morning, de despuesito, you know, nueve y media, diez, once y media, whatever. I wake up and then the first thing I see is Bambi. She's like, hola gente, aquí estamos. Este, you know, estamos esperando que nos manden ropa, que pedo, like, because <laughs> she's like, yo, what's up? Like, we are running dry. What's up? Give us some stuff, right? Seriously. And, yeah. you know, and please, you know, uh, if you're in the LA area uh, or you can ship stuff from anywhere. Right. You know, so. Send um, it. Please. Yeah. Because, you know, we support really um, the most needy, really, uh, of, our, of our community. Right. Um People who are getting released from jail, prison, or immigration detention, who are homeless, who, you mm. know, we give them a hot meal, even, the, which is possibly the only hot meal that they will have probably on the day. And right. clothes, you know? Right. So, yeah, if you can support us, please, we accept any kind of donations. Of course, wearable clothes, you know? Girl, and then she said she was like, and if you have hair, bring that too. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Hair, makeup. You better bring that hair. Las botas, the shoot girl. You better bring it all. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the girls need it all. Accessories. Like, honestly, that's why, you you know, in in, in my intro to you, I really said that, like, you really are like a role model, not just, you know, to to baby organizers seeing your work, but just just to El Movimiento in general that... You have a little bit, like a reach in in, in everything, um, and I remember seeing you um, years ago at, um, at like immigration marches, and I was like, "You can say yeah, like who is she? Who she be?" And I was like, güera que pedo?" Like, because back then you had the short hair, you know, with the little spikes. You know, she was giving me a cute little look. I was like, "Okay," she had a little spikes. Okay, but I shaved my head uh-huh. um, completely and. 2015. Mm-hmm. So I had my hair like down to my waist. I remember. Bien, bien down. I'm, uh, yeah, I shaved my head in Seattle during March. I remember that. Stage. It, uh, on stage, right? Like it was a demonstration. Right. Yeah, it was It was actually... Um, was it planned or spontaneous? Well, it, I did it intentionally then because um, that was the same day that Jenny said that the interruption. So it was around Mm. that. um, It was around, like, really um, sending a message about that we can only do whatever we want to do with our bodies, ourselves. Right. right? Like, nobody should dictate what we can do. Right. You know? Um, So to me, that was a a form of letting them know, like, today this is, I'm offering my hair. Which is, you know, it was a big deal. It's a, for many of us, it's a big deal. I mean, right. I just told you, right? Like, I refused to cut my hair when I was in prison. Right. Because it's, you know, it's part of my identity, obviously. And so for me to do that in public, um, it was it was very powerful. It was very powerful. I mean, the people were crying. Mm-hmm. I was crying, you know? Because I, as, I, as, as they were cutting my hair, I read... Um, a poem that is se llama Aquí Estoy. I don't know if you've seen it or heard of it, um, but it talks about mis intersecciones, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember it, and then you had a sister of you of yours, right? Like, um, shave it from behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah La Joana. Yeah, La Joana. I remember. Yeah, La Joana's one of my 
you know, one of my girls. One of those girls who I've known since she was like 18, 19. She's now like married and, you know, she's like 35 or something. Perrissima. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of my, yeah, one of my girls. You know, like, I'm just, I'm so fascinated by just all of the incredible work that you all do because, you know, we were talking earlier about intersections. And so this idea of being able to do like criminal justice, um, justicia, you know, for all the uh, queer, transgender, um, uh, trans Latina mujeres. And then, you know, you, you bring in immigration and then you bring in the ICE detention complex and incarceration and criminalization and punishment of, of trans mujeres, uh, trans hombres, todo. Um, what is the, the, the role that the Trans Latina Coalition and your work to, to really tackle that, um, that world as well? Uh, I mean, I think um, immigration is one of the things that is really at our core as an organization because yeah. that's how we started, you know? Uh, really, the, the work that we do at its core, it really is, you know, around immigration, mm-hmm. right? Um, because that's how we started organizing as an organization. Um, and, you know, it's just something that, you know, it's not only personal, right? Because, you know, I'm living flesh of the unfortunate situation of being undocumented, um, but also the fortunate situation to be able to thrive, right? Um, and so, you know, that's that's what we do and what we have to do as an organization. Um, because, you know, like I've been detained in immigration detention. I've been deported. I've been, you know, um, I was sexually, uh, I mean, I was um, physically attacked when I was in immigration detention, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And I know the injustices and the atrocities and the inhumane treatments that my sisters also go through. Um, And again, because I do have this privilege, right, Um, I am going to use my privilege until the day you know, I can no longer use my privilege. So um, what are some ways in which folks that are listening can become or, or start to get involved um, in the movement um, to, to really bring light to these issues, right, around trans women in, de- in detention centers? Yeah, I mean, like right now, I mean, I don't know if um, any, uh, any of you know, but um, – like recently, we just won a campaign to free Alejandra, mm-hmm. you know, and that campaign was like almost a year long. Yeah, I remember asking you the last time I saw you, and I was like, "Oh my god, y Alejandra ya salió, pendejo!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, she did!" <laughs> yeah, so we won the campaign. Um, and so, like right now, we have a campaign to free Kelly. Mm. Uh, Kelly is a twenty-three year, twenty-three year old uh, trans mujer salvadoreña who mm. has been in the. So Kelly right now is the longest trans woman who has been in immigration detention. Mm. Did I say that right? It's she's the person who has been in immigration detention the longest. Sometimes, like, I know. we think in Spanish, right? Yeah. ESL is like, ay, que quiero decir. That happens to me all the time. I'm, like, thinking in Spanish. Right. Especially in this group right here. ¿Cómo dijo que dijo? Todos cruzados. Right, exactly. <laughs> so she's been um, at, she's at, 
She's been the pers- the trans woman in immigration detention who is being detained the longest. The longest. The longest. Uh-huh. Y-, y están en acción. Ahorita. Estamos en acción. Ahorita tenemos una petición, um, you know, online. So please, you know, circulate that. Uh, hopefully people follow our Trans Latina Coalition on Instagram and Facebook. Um we will um, include all those links in our bio. Yeah, for yeah, those yeah. yeah. Support. Uh, so we 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 have that right now going on. Um, you know, we're gonna organize uh, different weeks of action. We started with the, the campaign with a week of, with a week of action, uh, with a petition. We are sending letters to Kelly. People can send letters to our organization, um, or drawings, whatever it is. You know, not not everybody has the ability to write, um, but. Um, they can send to they can send those to us and we'll say, send them to Kelly. You know, just support, right? Like moral yeah. support. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, um, there's going to be a moment where we're going to ask people to like call their representatives. Um, we, you know, if people have connections with you know elected officials, um, you know, we want for people to sign letters that we're going to create uh, through elected officials so that they can support. In that way, um, pretty soon we're going to do a um, press conference, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we're still debating. Anyways, I cannot give you many details about what the campaign is going to be like, but, um, but you know, please, you know, just support. Stay the, put. The There's going to be tons yeah. of different ways we, to get engaged. Yeah, it's important that we, you know, we get Kelly out. Right. You know? And and I, I, I want to just uplift two, two things that also happened very, very prevalent this year. Um, one was this incredible, like, when I saw this, I was like, híjole, like, estas mujeres, they won't stop at anything. Like, just seeing you all drop that incredible banner at the World Series, right? The the, tri- the trans lives deserve to live. Like, increíble. And I'm talking about, it was huge. Yeah. And it was, like, world news. It became national headlines of just seeing that trans activistas were going to be there at one of the most like American sport venues of of the U.S. and saying, "Hello, we are here We're occupying your space." Right, and somebody better come take this down because we are up here. <laughs> like, no, and they did and real quick, <laughs> and they did real quick. But no, sin antes, you know, having incredible footage yeah. of that, like, take us to that moment. Like, how was that? You know, it was uh, obviously when we always do like um, any type of action or civil disobedience, right? Um, it's obviously always like nerve wracking, yeah, right? Because you're you don't know what's gonna happen, right? But you also have like, mm-hmm. I mean, those moments to me are the ones that like, fuck it, you that know? you live like, by, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like fuck it, adrenaline, it's, it's on. adrenaline, yeah, it's oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> and so you know. And it started, you know, days before, right? Because the campaign wasn't just, you know, the banner drop. It was, you know, we were putting signs on the freeways over the weekend leading to the stadium, mm-hmm. you know? But many people didn't really know about that, right? Um, and so, you know, bringing in the flag, you know, uh, which was also huge. And how, how are we going to get it in? Yeah. Right? Mm. It's not like it's like mm. una botellita no, de alcohol. No, it's <laughs> las pasamos por las narices, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Like, we just brought it in like that. Uh, what's this? Oh, it's my blanket. Uh, yeah. 
it's, it's a it's a hundred person blanket. <laughs> this is it's my blanket. Oh, okay. And that was you know, so that's wow. how we got it in. Like no la escondimos ni nada. You know what I mean? Porque cuando entre más escondes, yeah, more they know, find. Uh -huh, <laughs> you know, so so yeah, that's how we like just got it in, and and then like we just waited for that moment. You know, right. but leading to that moment. And what is funny is that you know, people who were sitting there we just asked them like oh can you know can you tie it because it was like long right. right can you help us they were like what is it and i was like oh it's it's a marriage proposal <laughs> down oh my god super down <laughs> so people i mean the whole role of that thing was they were like, like sure yeah, and there were people like and they, <laughs> were they, see it, they see it they were like <laughs> <laughs> a marriage proposal to America. Get your life right. Like, okay. wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I mean, we were lucky because, you know, when they were coming, then we just left. So we had to leave it. I mean, I think it would have been amazing. It would have, like, kept it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I don't know what happened with it, to be honest. Right. I mean, I think the main thing for us was for us to be safe and not get arrested and all of that stuff, you know. Right. So, but what an incredible, bold effort to just, like, really psych the, the the consciousness of America at that point. Like, you thought that you were just there to watch sports, and then it's like, we're going to switch it up on you real quick to say, like, if we are not safe, we're not going to make you feel comfortable, even while you watch a freaking baseball game. Down. Like, super down. down. And then you fast forward. Here mm -hmm. we are at the... You know the the biggest drive of the presidential 2020 election, and aquí vienen todas las 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 políticas, right? They come to, según to ellas. right, según ellas sí. vienen las políticas to get like the LGBTQ vote y que sabe que sabe cuánto y sas qué pasa. También, también, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they they were having like a like a uh, what is it a town hall? Town hall, like, yeah, town hall. Yeah, they were having, but that's the thing, you know what I mean? Like that, um, I think many members of our community, you know, nos dan pinole con, you know what I mean? Like, um, ¿cómo te puedo decir? Politicians always tell us what we want to hear. Right. Right? Y a la hora de la hora no hace nada. Right. You know, and so we wanted to obviously, and we were very, very intentional because we wanted to make sure that the candidate who is, gay right mm -hmm. like really if he makes it to the ticket you know then he needs to be accountable for our right. community right and directly so, right and so we that's why we did it because so, people were like why are you attacking our community i'm like right. we're not attacking him. we're just making sure that he knows what he needs to do exactly you know so it wasn't about attacking him personally it was about like honey guess who's coming right <laughs> Guess who's holding you accountable? Yeah. Guess uh, who's here watching you, right, making sure. Right, right. That type of thing. <laughs> Baby, yeah. aquí estamos. Mm -hmm. So listen, we're going to shift real quick because todo este trabajo, of everything that you've done, the really, really hard work of the Translatina Coalition, your life's work, is really came, is coming to a point where here you are, celebrando 50 años, mujer, mm -hmm. of life, of love, of kindness, of hope. And... Let the babies know, first of all. <laughs> because. Let the babies know what you called your 50th birthday celebration. Oh, please. It was a queen. <laughs> Girl, you got... A turn up. A turn up. 
was. And why yeah. did you decide to throw this birthday party and name it a quinceañera? So there, there's definitely a concept behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I... Um, so I, as someone who has overcome the odds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the odds that society says that I can only live up to 35 years old. Right. Right. They say that the life expectancy of trans women is 35. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so surpassing that. Right. But also 35 to 50, right, is 15. Mm. Y pues como Latina, ya sabes, la tradición de las right. quinceañeras. <laughs> y como yo nunca me celebré una quinceañera right. antes, right. right, I'm like, honey. It's time. It's a quinceañera with a twist, mm. right? But so so it was sort of like this concept or idea of, of a quinceañera, but the ceremony, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not religious, you know, but I'm a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have an indigenous ceremony, you know, because um, mm. I'm also been practicing, you know, um, indigenous healing and that kind of stuff. Um, and so, so it was beautiful, you know, so it was that concept. But also, you know, como la reina que soy, Ella. you know, como una cuina que Ella. soy, you know, Ella. Este, well, I wanted to also highlight that. But I think part of it also was, uh, you know, to let people know the importance of, you know, celebrating this milestone, right? Um, because not many of us, I know many right. of my friends didn't make it to 50. I know that many of my friends who I used to run around with and stood up in corners with and you know, um, they're no longer here with us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so for those of us who are privileged in that sense, the importance of celebrating ourselves, but also, um, you know, letting, you know, our young people know who are also living their true selves, right, right. to celebrate themselves right. the best possible way. And for me, you know, I I did it for me. <laughs> Listen, and, and here, here's, here I am. In Portland that weekend, oh, I was so upset that I was that I missed this party. And D'Angeli, you were where across? I was in Kentucky. In Kentucky, oh. I, I con los white people. Right, we are all like across, you know, different parts of the country. <laughs> Leading like, a workshop. <laughs> workshop speaking. Y luego aquí está la Bambi entrando in a throne with like I don't know eight like half naked men with all these feathers. Bien azteca ella. Mm-hmm. coming through and it's like it's beautiful ceremony and I was like watching it from other people's cell phones and whatever entrando and then you you shared something that was so beautiful you said that you had part of your ceremony was to have a face to face with 49 women who really played a very special role in your life like what, what was that yeah. like so uh, so you know like las quinceañeras tienen 14 chambelanes y 14 damas, right? right? And then they made the 15. So um I had 49 women who have been influential in my life um and I was you were the last la, la, one. La, 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 Me. La quinceañera. Right. Sí, sí. And, you know, there have been many women who have supported me and uplifted me to be who I am today. Um, obviously, including my mom. So my mom was one of my damas. Mm. You know, uh, I had my sobrinitas. Aww. You know, like I had my, um, you know, my sponsor when, you know, um, friends who I had, you know, who were 
my friends in prison who are now also clean. You know, I mean, there was just like different people from right. different parts of my life, you know. Um, and so that's that's how that was. Um, and they were all they all participated in my ceremony, you know, con tambores y todo, el copal a todo lo que da. <laughs> it was so <laughs> it was so beautiful. There were so many emotions. Uh, my mom sang for me. I sang a song live. Así según yo, bien. Bien Jenny. Bien Jenny bueno, Rivera. Pero más, más, en, más en cute. Ah, ok. Más en cute. Más en cute. En mujer. Sí, así, sí. Bien, canté bien Gracias a la Vida. Were there know? tears? There were many tears. Mm. There were many tears, for sure. Happy Baby, tears. She, she was dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. People, I mean, there were so many emotions, uh, but beautiful emotions. Yeah. And then Dangeli. She has the audacity to be like, pues, como tú no estabas aquí, she was like, I sent special invites, right? So she did. She sent did. special invites yeah. to people. No, well, it was a personal email. Right, yeah. a personal email yeah. invite. And then she was like, and then I opened it up for 200 other people to show up. And I was like, oh, that's it? Like, <laughs> 200 yeah. people. Because she had it at like this plaza, like oh. Plaza de la Raza. Right? So plaza it's just de Cultura like, y Arte. De Cultura y Arte, yeah. So it was just like. That's beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. And wow. people showed out. Meanwhile, yeah. in Kentucky, oh. <laughs> muertos de frío. Muertas yeah. de frío. Yo acá en Portlandia, like, Ay, muerto no. de frío. Qué horror. Qué horror. Yeah. Oh. Pues felicidades Gracias, on your 50th, like, um, journey around the sun. And sí. congratulations for this incredible, incredible party. And Thank just you. Just celebration of your life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post. I mean, I had pictures. I have pictures galore. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna post them in uh, my webpage. She was like, yeah. "What do you think, honey? I had two photographers, <laughs> yeah. Hello. and a videographer, no, a crew, a crew, a crew, <laughs> a crew." It was her her super sweet uh, queenseanera, yeah. right? You know that show. And meanwhile, you and you and I, Danjeli, get like excited if you take pictures of me and if I take pictures of you. He she's out here, una pinche like you know hired what? a hired crew. Yeah, well, suéltenme, suéltenme. Well, we're, we're doing a documentary, too. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. so it's, you know, it, it, it's all of that. So stay tuned, because La Quinceañera is coming near you. Ay, no, que escándalo. And, yeah. and talking about celebration, right, uh, Bambi, I know that, let's talk about garras. Oh, garrísimas. Hello. Todas. Garras, saquen las garras. Ajá, las garras, your freaking claws. Get your claws out. <laughs> oh, también las garras que te pones. Sí. Las... Pero, you know, garras is actually an acronym. Yes. It sounds garras for... is groundbreaking activism, oh, redirecting, shoot. and reforming all systems. Oh, my God. Right. You thought it was just That's a name? perfect. Oh, my God. Right. Hello, yeah. organizing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and also garras is, you know, as you know, we do it every month. I mean, Yo quisiera. We do it every November, yeah. right? To um, to contrast Transgender Day of Remembrance. Mm. So Transgender Day of Remembrance is on November the twentieth, and um, we do it to you know Transgender Day of Remembrance. It's a it's a sad day for many of our community, um, mm -hmm. and so we do it to contrast and to really uplift and highlight. Um, those of us who are living right. here, you know, they're here today. So models uh, who participate in this 
amazing fashion show are people of trans experience, gender right. non-conforming. Um, so it's a it's our fundraiser. It's our annual fundraiser. This year is our fifth year that we celebrated. Um, and so it's, you know, it's super amazing. Um, and I've been to two. And it, you know what? Amazing. Here, here I go. I show up. And I feel dressed down because the the fashions are todo que ver. Todo pues que es ver. Como debe de ser. Hello. 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 Si vas a venir, bring it. Honey. Bring it, honey. <laughs> bring it. Si vas, if you're going to bring it, bring Not it. Halfway. You know? Oh, oh. Sí, sí. Que escandal hours. Sí, well, sí. we're super excited about Garras again showing up like an incredible, incredible. Pues sí, pues, pero it was like I was oh. just thinking about <laughs> like how it continues to happen every single year. It's going to be incredible. Of course. I mean, in every year, you know, it gets better. It gets better. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, check it out. You know, follow us on social media and, you know, just check out the pictures. Because the are, pictures are going to come out. Pictures, video, and all. So, stay tuned. And watch out for next year. Maybe you'll be part of it. Hello. Hello. I think you should. Oh, 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 oh. Hey. you just got you yeah. just got scouted, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, mean, I think it's important that we participate in yeah. one way or another, you know. And I think it's also important that you know we take ownership, right, yeah. of not just the partnerships, but also the collaborations that we build as community. You know, the importance of supporting trans-led organizations, right? Um, we are the first trans-led organization in Los Angeles, providing. Right. Wow direct supportive and life-serving services to trans people you know so i think you know it's critical that all of us get involved because it is through our involvement and through our collaboration that we all together are going to transform and change you know how trans people is positioned within our society mm -hmm. and you know how we can really understand that trans lives matter yeah. it's also very important to understand that like Trans folk can do it on their own, right? Yeah. Um, it's a collaboration. It is. You know, I think, I think none of us will get the liberation that we're seeking for if we, until all of us are yeah. there, right? Bambi. Down. 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 Super down movement. <laughs> what an incredible conversation um, you've blessed us with. Thank you so much for just taking us from your whole life and the things that you've done to the work and what you're continuing to do. And we have uh, one of our newest sections and uh, portions of our show. It's called Palabra del Dia. And so we'd like to offer you this moment for you to share una palabrita del dia, a quote or something that you live your life by. And you gave it to us earlier in the day, but since it's your palabra, you get to read it. Pues, sí, I mean... Yo pienso que um, one of the things that I live by, obviously, um, y que es parte de quién soy yo, es, you know, una que es bien importante. Bueno, voy a decir dos. Mm -hmm. Una que es, um, yo no sé ni quién lo dijo, pero lo he aprendido y lo vivo, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. Que el que se porta bien, bien le va. Mm. Y de igual manera, o similarly, ¿verdad?, a cada puerco se le llega su sábado. Mm. Right? That o sounds like something I would hear from my grandma or mi tía. Pues sí. a la mejor, sí. O sea que, you know, same thing, right? Like, si eres una puerca, <laughs> yeah, te van a hacer carnitas. Hello. <laughs> la verdad. Listen, if you're oinking away, that's oh, what you're going to get, that's baby. Girl. 
you're gonna get poked. <laughs> Wait, and then uh, one of the last ones that you I said. I cannot. I'm gonna that say had to be it. Cracking up. I'm gonna say it because she was like, "Look, here, here's what I live my life by." And then la, la última fue que. No mames. No mames. Es que saquen cada mamada. That's it. No mames. It's just like quit tripping. That's like, it. Seriously, like. No mames, relájate. I've only heard that like in uh, novelas, and then when I moved mm, to LA, right? Yeah, and then now, and then now, and then now with that. Because when you sent it, I was like, oh, I've heard this before. Okay, got it. <laughs> like, it's como que ya, no, no mames, relájate. Relax, Bambi. It was such a pleasure having you on our show. Thank you. Thank you I for really coming and just sharing yourself with us. It, it was truly, truly a blessing to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And once again, shout out to the audience. Yeah, shout yeah. out to the audience and all those listening. I hope this episode touched you the way it touched us. Yeah. And babies, for all of you who are listening, thank you again for tuning to our season two of Loose Accent. We're going to leave you with just a couple of announcements because we have so many things coming your way. D'Angeli, tell the babies what they can find online. Better late than never. Hello. So the, <laughs> the Brunch and Tell photos are up. They are in the link in our bio uh, mm-hmm. slash our link tree. Find those there. The photo booth photos also have our little, um, uh, what is it, filter. Yes. So feel free to share with your babies and tag us when you do. Tag yourself. Thank you to those who participated in the book giveaway. The books are on the way, or you might have already received them. Hello. Uh, so thank you so much for that, and I hope you enjoy an amazing book and a piece of my culture and my heart in your hands along with Lorraine's. Yeah, what an incredible interview that was. And for those of you who participated, thanks again. Keep joining us because we have so many more uh, incredible interviews coming your way in season two. And also remember to send us your reviews, your thoughts, any questions that you may have about any of our content, any of our stories, any questions that you may have for the folks who came and interviewed with us. Please send them our way. And the last thing that we'll say is remember that we are approaching the holidays. And as we do, we're going to have a get-together for all of our babies. So please stay tuned for our holiday get-together. You are now... Should we do it? Yes. You are now listening to... Lou's Accent.